This following episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by this amazing sponsor. Recon 2017 is coming up in early May. Hosted by Historical Miniatures Gaming Society, South Chapter. This weekend-long all-gaming convention runs from Thursday, May the 4th through Sunday, May the 7th. The show will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resorts and Conference Center on U.S. Highway 192, almost next door to Disney. There will be nine four-hour sessions of gaming across the weekend focusing on historical war games, but also including fantasy and sci-fi war games, role-playing games, and even some board games for a total of well over 100 different game events. Special guest for the convention is writer and game designer Howard Whitehouse, who will be running a couple of games of his own and also joining a few others as a fellow player. There will be over 300 gaming hobbyists with whom to share a table and about a dozen and a half vendors on site ready to commit commerce and a wild and woolly Friday night flea market packed with great deals. Don't miss out on a great weekend of gaming in our own backyard. For more information, including pre-registration and hotel reservations, visit hmgs-south.com. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems. Your Dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth. Cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. And we are again back at the headquarters of Retro Game Treasure here with the Megabuck. What's going on, buddy? Da-da-da-da. Man, I'm <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, I'm actually going to take my cans off for this because we 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 got our, our loot, if you will, our, our booty, oh, if it will. So uh, I, I'm kind of excited to see what we've got. So I'm going to go through first um now i know you don't give these away normally but because buck loves us he got me a 32x copy of doom in the box which is nice and now this is all the sega saturn stuff for johnny right okay yeah just some stuff for him nice so let's see here we got virtual fighter 2 we've got double switch that's a great game that was on sega cd too oh now what what is it it's kind of like it's kind of like night trap but you're a dude in uh, in a apartment uh, like a like a condo building. Okay. And there's a guy in the basement that like control helps you control the systems. You have the different cameras to switch okay. around and like okay. night trap. Right. And there's traps, but the t- it's 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 harder than night trap even. There's yeah. like X's and symbols like on the ground like throughout that. Right. And you're trying to like stop the people from breaking into the guy's building, and so like oh. you're having to put off the traps when they step on really particular spaces. spaces. It's it's more difficult than night, the night trap. trap by far. Yeah. And then Sega Saturn Choice Cut. 
what's now? It's like demo stuff. Oh, demo yeah. stuff. That's demo cool. Stuff. I know. And I Virtual those. Cop, that which was a great is game. awesome. They had that on PS2 and PS1 and some of those too. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Think, didn't they? Uh, right, well, Sega. So yeah. No, I'm thinking of Time Crisis. Yeah, you're right. And, and then that there's was fun too. Virtual. Oh, Cop. Yeah. I love Virtual Cop and Daytona USA is one yeah. of my favorites. Then we've got Tomb Raider, Resurrection Rise, Rise of the Robots. Yeah. And now this one we're super excited about. We got. WrestleMania the arcade game, which is awesome because actually it's probably one of my favorite WWF games just because the roster is the insane. Super goofy one too. Oh, it's super goofy, yeah. which I like. And then I mean you've got you've got Doink the Clown, Brett the Hitman Hart, Razor yeah. Ramon, Shawn Michaels, yeah. The Undertaker, Yokozuna. Yokozuna, Bam Bam Bigelow, <laughs> and Lex Luger. I mean that is oh, a snap. stellar lineup. And then we got NHL All Star Hockey and Siberia, which is awesome. And cool these were all the Sega Saturn stuff, but now Pretty we're cool. getting into the to the big big boxes here, and we got <laughs> Sega CD, which you know I love. I know you love your full motion oh, I video do, stuff. Man. Prize Fighter, which is awesome. Oh, this can be awesome for Johnny. He got a PS2, yeah. Ace Combat 4, and it is in the box and all that. I might have to turn it over. There you go. Yep. There you go. Oh shit! <laughs> See, and this is why I like doing this live. I don't know if you guys like it on the podcast, but I think it's hilarious. We got Mortal Kombat 2 for the Super Nintendo. The SNES version. Oh, man, oh, which yeah. actually I think is the better version. The only one that beats that is the 32X version, you in know, my opinion. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm goofy on the controllers. I, yeah. I, the, unless you had the six-button Genesis controller, the Super Nintendo controller was better yeah. to play the game. Yeah, yeah, because you had the, the you bumpers. Had all the you needed block. Yep, that's the only one you needed. <laughs> and we got Gran Turismo for the PlayStation oh, 1. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that like is, those uh, limited edition covers you got I, on there, Actually, too. I do, and it was funny it's because got the Zelda I've, been, map on it. I've, been, uh, I've been going through all the games we've gotten from you. And I actually did that this morning and was looking you have through. Them? Yeah, and then I was looking through all the different things. I got a sneak peek of the second year anniversary ones. Ooh. Here's the ones that come oh. out starting next month. Limited edition cover number five. It, am I allowed to tell the folks at home? Yeah, yeah. It's the question block yeah, from Mario One, block. which I yeah. think is awesome. It's for our second anniversary, which we just celebrated in uh, February. And, Congratulations, uh, man. Thank you. And there's a giveaway going up. If this is up in time, before, by the end of uh, April, there's a giveaway for uh, our second year anniversary of the Boss nice. Chest. Well, we'll make sure to spread that out. And you got to like us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show yeah. because we share a lot of that stuff so you can keep yeah. abreast of what's this going on. This one's a double giveaway. We're giving wow. away a, a boxed Super Nintendo and a boxed Genesis. They're what? Right, they're right there behind you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, so I saw those two systems up this, there, this so I didn't know what was going on because you had the box lethal enforcers up All there. All kinds of cool giveaways. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> so I'm excited about that because I don't know if it, since I'm technically a semi-employee, I don't know if I get to get entered, but I'm going to try at least for the Lethal Enforcers. Uh, we got F-Zero, that's which is game. awesome for the Super yeah, Nintendo. I mean, that game. is one of the classics. Let's see what we got in here. Oh, Devil May Cry for the PlayStation yeah. 2. I that mean, first another, one, too. Yeah. It was such a cool, different game, oh, but so, so good. Great. And then we got the Final Fantasy Anthology, which that's the thing that's been crazy. That's the one that's got number six in it, yeah. Yeah, that's the one with number six, yeah. but you've been number giving three. out a lot of those lately. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, the fans have been talking and saying, <laughs> yeah. because that's what they want. They want the RPGs. Sure. Uh, and with the, when they're Super Nintendo, it's hard to be able to give them an RPG because of the price. Yeah, the price inflation yeah. hurts those. Yeah. Hurts those. Yeah. But at least now that you're doing the PlayStation 1 ones, yeah. you're able to actually get some of those Final Fantasies and oh, stuff yeah, out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it, it, price-wise, it becomes yeah. to where you can do it. We do a good oh, amount of those, Oh, shit. I think this one's <laughs> staying with me. Uh, Street Fighter <laughs> 2 Turbo. Because Johnny's got regular Street it's Fighter. Good. So too, so I think Turbo is coming to my house. I like Turbo, that Turbo version too. I thought it was a little bit better. I thought it was gameplay better. wise. Yeah, like I actually 
when I had my Super Nintendo, I had that, and I played yeah. the hell out of it, and it played so smooth. Yeah. and I love the World Super Warrior. Nintendo. So slow though, if you oh, put those side yeah. by side. Oh, yeah, because I was playing at his house the other week, and I. <laughs> oh wow, this one's really good too for PlayStation Two. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, those, those were fun. Great game. Remember those? Oh, those were awesome. <laughs> that and the X Men ones they did too were great. The multiplayer the stuff multiplayer and the team ones. up crap you could yeah. do. Oh. Shooting Iron Man's laser off Cap Shield. Yeah. Uh, extreme Sports for nice. uh, Dreamcast, and we got Tomorrow Never Dies for the PlayStation. And guys, the thing I, I can't, because you're listening to me talk about it, that you can't hear is how good these games look. Like, this Mortal Kombat is pristine. Yeah. The Street Fighter 2 is pristine. I mean, they look brand spanking. We only got two more boxes <laughs> for you guys at home. All right. Let's see here. Oh, snap. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Which is a great, great oh, game. game. And again, th- get it? Th- yeah, it's immaculate. <laughs> the The way that they look, I mean, I just, I, guys, I can't tell you enough how good these cases look. Because you know, these PlayStation Two games, they got a little, they're a little yeah. long in the tooth. Yeah, we try our best oh, to keep the keep the good shit. quality all the way up. Rainbow Six for the PlayStation, but also we got Mortal Kombat. So now we got, we got Mortal Kombat and two. We got the whole set for Super Nintendo. I think Johnny's only going to see like half of this shit. That's why I've decided. I, I th- yep, Johnny. Buck only gave us one box. I'm yeah, not Buck, sure why. Buck only gave us one he box. He shorted us, man. But, but he, he gave us a shit ton of Saturn games for you. So got all those. A mini snow. Oh, wow. Button. Here we go. We got Winter Olympic Games for the Super Nintendo. Those are always so much fun to play with friends, too. They are. They're in the fun sports category. When you look at it, you go, oh, Winter Games, but then you pop it in and play it. It's a shit ton of fun. So, yeah, like. It's like track and field or some of those. Like, it's fun to sit down with a friend friend and and play. (laughs) Oh, San Andreas for Grand Theft Auto for PlayStation 2. That's all. That was actually one of my favorite Grand Theft Autos. Yeah. That and Vice City. Oh, Oh, yeah. Brandy's going to be so happy. Yeah. Spyro the Dragon is yeah. like her fucking I, favorite. I know you guys had that on your wish list. So. Yeah, yeah. She loves yep. Those Spyro are good. the Dragon. So Those are good. She's going to be very, very happy. Those are getting up there in price, too. Oh, I'm sure. And then Racing Aces for the Sega CD. So Help you with awesome. your Sega CD collection. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. I figured, especially because. I think that's actually a flying racing game. Yeah, like, like it, yeah, with flying like aces. The, like World War II looking. That's what yeah. it looked like yeah. on the top was just yeah. like little biplanes. But what I like yeah. about it. Cool and different. Is. Um, you know, it, it's a mix of everything in the boxes. Brandy got something. We all got something. But the other good thing, too, is, and you can probably explain this better than me, the Lucy's on the Sega CD have to be pretty cheap and easy to get your hands on. All depends on the game, too. I mean, there are, there are some Sega CD games that it doesn't matter if it's loose. It's Snatcher. It's still yeah. 250 bucks. you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a good, I mean, there's some really great games like Sonic CD and some of those yeah. that we're able to carry sometimes loose, sometimes boxed as well, too. Yeah. There's a handful that are... And there's and there's some that just you know aren't really worth collecting. A lot of people don't want you know. But even even some of the sports games for yeah. the Sega CD, man, those are just those are just cool to see. Like yeah. like you said, with the full motion video yeah. and some like, of that, the way that. that they did it. That's just, and like the NHL All Star Hockey that, for the Sega Saturn. Like I'm looking forward to playing that because mm-hmm. for me, I. I just love the retro CD games, which is funny because I don't have a PlayStation One or a PlayStation Two. All all I have is cart based systems. That's awesome. For the exception of uh, my Sega CD, which I love. Oh, and I did get a Dreamcast uh, through a buddy of mine helping nice. me out with that. That's and a good another console. Buddy. It, it is, and I really I I bought it when it came out brand new, and I had it. And then at the time, I was working at a video game store, and they're like, "Hey, so you know." They are about to like cancel a system. Yeah. So if you want to get like another system, you need to trade it in like tomorrow. 
So I went and traded it in. I think I got a, I think I got a play. What was out at the same time? PlayStation. Uh, no, PlayStation PS, Two was out yet. Yeah, that would have been what was coming out next, though, because the like like in normal Sega fashion, they were yeah. quote unquote the first to the market. Yeah. Because the Saturn, I think, came out just before at the PS One, and then the Dreamcast, and then Dreamcast came out before PS One PS- was done, before yeah. PS Two, and then the, what killed it was PS Two came out, and it was fucking amazing. And, and <laughs> but it also was a DVD player, which right. was a big selling point, and for played people. all the PS One games. Yeah. So I mean, it had all these selling points it, that the Dreamcast yeah, didn't have. It came out with like a. 1500 game library because yeah. you could pay, play everything PS1 on it. So that I remember that because I think I traded in for I don't think the PS2 yeah. was out yet. I might have gotten a PS1 for it, but a lot of the games that have came out for the Dreamcast have come on another console since that like yeah. like Resident Evil Code Veronica, which yeah. I loved, you know, you can get that on PS2, Code Veronica yeah. X and some well, of those. See, it was funny when I when I first got my Dreamcast, the games I got was I got Tony Hawk, I got Code Veronica, yeah. I got What's the one with the the dinosaurs? It's made by Dino Capcom. Crisis. Dino Crisis yeah. got that. Um, got House of the Dead. Oh, like nice. I got like yeah, all like the, the the like the classic Sega ish game. Yeah. House of the Dead is yeah. a Sega game for sure. Yeah, and like the good Capcom ones. But I got all the ones that weren't like, oh my god, crazy. Like I yeah. want Marvel vs. Capcom too. But that thing is Maybe like crazy spike? expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, that one's crazy expensive yeah, too. It is that uh, like. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, like a hundred yeah. bucks or something. Like good game though. Yeah, yeah. They had but so had other good games. Game. Power Stone. Both the Power yeah. Stone games are a little pricey now, but good no, game. Th- actually, I gotta say they're not near as bad as some of the others. Like not I think as bad Power- as Marvel vs. Capcom two. No, and, and Marvel vs. Capcom one, I think, is even f- like forty, forty or fifty. It's up there. Same thing. Uh, we get imports of those. Yeah, we get imports of Dreamcast games, and depending on the version of the Dreamcast that you have, it, it plays imports with no, no modifications, especially the earlier ones. Yeah, and so you can play a, a Marvelous Capcom one. Well, or, or, me and or you some might have to have an online conversation about how I can check and see because, like, I am after today and after you hook me up with this amazing Mario Kart sixty four. I'm a firm believer in <laughs> in the in the fucking yeah. in, in the import. There's world. just so much stuff yeah. we met. It's just like when I was telling you about Sweet Home. You yeah, know? I want you to tell that. I mean, I know you just told it to me five minutes ago, but you didn't do it on mic. I would love yeah. for you to tell that story because that story was cool. For shit. Sweet Home, yeah, yeah. I mean, that if you guys have never seen that, Sweet Home was a, an NES game that was that we didn't get. I mean, it's a Famicom game. It was, we didn't get it over here in the states. It was it was a turn based RPG horror style, like in a mansion. Mm. It was based off a Japanese movie of the same name. The movie wasn't so good, but the game was just phenomenal. I mean, turn-based yeah. RPG, really freaking scary, and it was made by Capcom. Yeah. And the the guy that, that created Sweet Home ended up working for Capcom for a while, ended up becoming yeah. a supervisor of a division, and Shinji Mikami, the granddaddy of Resident Evil and, and Devil May Cry, all those, ended up working for him in one of his, on some projects yeah. underneath him. And he was creating a game for the PlayStation. He wanted to be a, a remake of, of Sweet Home because yeah. he loved that game. He loved the horror vibe. He loved everything about it. And so all the little things that you see in like Resident Evil, like the, the doors being the loading screens, yeah. you thought it was just a clever thing to cover that up. They reused that from Sweet Home. Sweet Home had it just to make the game more tense. Spooky, yeah. Yeah, just to, just to ramp up that nervousness in you when you were going into a room. And it would literally go dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun when you were yeah. going through that, that door just to scare you. And all those kind of little aspects about it that was gross and scary and everything else. And so that remake of Sweet Home ended up, you know, his boss pushed that to Ichiro you know he ended up pushing that 
to get it greenlit, yeah. and it became the first Resident Evil. And he ended up, you know, saying, "No, we won't make it a sweet home. It'll be an homage, but it'll yeah. be a different game." He wanted to do the whole bioweapon thing, and they made it into what is now Resident Resident Evil, and that's where you know Mikami got to start doing all that stuff off Sweet Home. But that that game, it's, it after I played it. It just it skyrocketed itself to I like that game I'll say it I'll like that game better than the first Zelda on the yeah. NES and nothing against the first Zelda because it's an amazing game but yeah. what it made me realize was there are games out there for those consoles that we never got that are just amazing, amazing. Ga- I mean the NES in Japan had twice as many games as we did the Super Nintendo in Japan we had like 500ish games for in America there are 1500 Super Famicom games in Japan. Yeah. So there are just all these games that we didn't... You guys, as wrestling fans, yeah. there are some freaking phenomenal wrestling the, well, games. That, that's why I'm excited, because oh. since we got the Retron 5 now, the Fire Pro Wrestling that oh, you gave all me, of I them. can play. All of those, so, yeah. and the, uh, what was it, the Golden Fighter, and all those kind yeah, of... I mean, like, there's a lot of wrestling games that we're going to be able to play good, now. Yeah. but they're really, really... Like, again, when they started to go the PS1 route and go all polygons, they were yeah. still advancing the Super Nintendo and making the size of the carts a little bit bigger after, yeah. like, Super Metroid and stuff, which just meant more wrestlers, more moves, yeah. more music, more everything. Yeah. And that's why all those Fire Pro Wrestling I mean, the Fire Pro Wrestling like X and some of the later ones for Super Nintendo has a killer character creator where you can, in sprite form, (laughs) you can make like all these, you can make Taker and you can make Hulk Hogan and you can make Brett Hitman Hart. You can make all these wrestlers in the quote-unquote character creator, but with the freaking sharpshooter. And and with with the tombstone pile driver. Yeah, like they gave you all the tools (laughs) to put it together. They just couldn't, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So yeah. There's no copyright quite there. No, I but, get that. But you can do it, and they were famous for doing that for a long time. But you're talking yeah. back in, like, the SNES days. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, right, which was really cool. I mean, you had some of those games, but we only got a handful of them here, and there was only so much you got. Yeah. Those were just a black. I mean, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it just opens up that world of imports that. Well, in prime example, like we were talking about in the earlier episode, now that I found out that we can load up on a scan disk card basically the the translator rom if you will if i'm yeah. saying that right those translator files yeah like RPGs. now i can actually get from retro game treasure final fantasy games for the super nintendo because yeah. i can get the import copies because right. guys let's just be honest and let's just be real with each other you can't expect to pay thirty dollars for a box and get a seven dollar game in it. It's not a lottery. There's that's not, that's there's, not a lottery. There's yeah. not somebody. There's not somebody out there that's getting that's a super getting a valuable box and something. then your box is crap. Yeah. You know, everybody's is averaging the same. And it's retail price. Yeah. It's not bargain price. We don't replace the going out and the hunting for the game. We don't yeah. replace the guy that finds the four dollar turtles in time at the flea market. That's yeah. a fucking awesome yeah. find. Yeah, and that's that's a great right. experience. You know, and <laughs> but it it op- at least for me personally, it, the one thing I'm super excited about after today is. We have now opened up a whole new way for me to play games on the cheap yeah. because I've always wanted to play Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Well, now Johnny can help me. He can get me a ROM to yeah. translate it, and, yeah. and then next so, month's box. So you're playing yeah. the badass mainstream RPG that you never got to experience. Yes. Yeah. What about the romancing sagas? What about the Dragon Quests that we never got in the states? Five and six. That's what, what about I'm saying. Like I want to do the sword, Dragon Quest Sword World, and like I want to go Secret of Mana Three, balls and, deep. 
in the in, live uh, alive. J, uh, yeah, JRPGs. Did, did yeah. you know that that SquareSoft for the Super Famicom made a wrestling themed RPG? No, but I want it now. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing, but I want all of that now. So and it was just a wrestling theme. It, it was an RPG, but yeah. the battling system—it's a—it's a wrestling. There's a wrestling theme to the RPG. So like and the you way the start battle as like a works. little like a little nobody wrestler, and you got to work your it's, way up to it, the top. It, I, I haven't played the whole game yeah. myself there too, but I'm aware of a lot of these out there. Yeah. I've at least checked them out. But there's but there's so many. Yeah, there are so many other RPGs that we didn't get, or if we got them, it was like the you know a uh, robo. Trek, you know, over which ends up being pricey over here, but you can get a Japanese copy. And, yeah. I mean, there's just there's so many cool Alakest and well, that and that's the other thing that I think the world it's going to open up to me is like all like the anime related video games, like we were talking about, like they have got a Gundam Wing fighting game, yeah, and sure. they got Dragon Ball Z fighting games. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to be able to read to play a fighting <laughs> game, and they're a blast, and, and they're a blast. And yeah. then on top of that, like you were saying earlier, like Robotech. I'm sure they made some Robotech games. They the- made, yeah, they made Macross themes. That they made like, well, we got some of those too. Like we got one of the uh, Game Boy Advance versions in a shoot 'em up fashion, right? But uh, but they were definitely with uh, Gundam was big. There are a yeah. lot of strategy turn-based top-down Gundam-themed yeah. games. Or Famicom and Super Famicom. Yeah, because you were telling me about one that you had over in your wall that was basically like that, where it's to- metal or armor core or something, but it's top down, looking down. Front but mission. Front mission. And that that yeah. one's a turn based RPG. That yeah. was that's one of my. Fa- I mean, we got some of those later on. Yeah. And we got uh, front mission in for the DS. You know, you know, much later yeah. on because the original came out in like '92 or '94. Yeah. But. Front mission for the SNES was one of my favorite. I mean, imagine, imagine a, an all sprite Final Fantasy Tactics, but with robots, with yeah. mechs. I mean, it's, like I'm excited it's, to play that. That's a freaking awesome game and a pretty good story too. Well, I've got a, a strange feeling our next box may just be all like important. <laughs> that's just part of the fun. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's a good point that you bring that up. Yeah. If you select Im- your you you uh, that's a setting in your uh, your personal settings. Right. I'm okay with imports. Right. That does not mean that we're gonna glut your box up with imports yeah. every month. No. It's just like anything it gives else. You a Another option that you can play with. We still will try to limit it to one per box. Yeah. Unless you request more. So we're not yeah. going to just say, well, you want imports. You're going to get one all imports. Like, no, yeah. you're still going to get one of the categories you've chosen will we'll give you an import, import this yeah. month. Just like if you choose platformers or fighting games, yeah. you're not going to get a box of all fighting I mean, games. You, you, we, we still mix it all up in that respect. So yeah. I don't want people to be afraid also to say, no, well, no, no. I'm afraid I'm going to get a box of all games I can't read. And no, it's like, no, and it's that's not, not going to happen, guys. For. And the, here's the thing I like is you stay in constant communication with the people that your your buyers basically your members your subscribers you're oh, always yeah, sending sure. them surveys and seeing what what do they want that's it, new and in what, my yeah. in, in my in my uh, signature in all of the emails that you yeah. get from me personally it says right below my name and my email we aim for butt kicking because I didn't want to say ass kicking in my signature. Yeah. We aim for butt kicking customer service. And I think you do it. That's thank you. That's not a lie though. I can't tell you how many. It's the weirdest thing, but I don't understand internet based companies anymore. It's the weirdest thing though. That's just like when people email with a question or a problem or a complaint. Yeah. I mean, I usually respond. Sometimes I respond within like two minutes because I yeah. get it and I just respond. But I can't think of the last time I got an email and I didn't respond like the same day to somebody. Yeah. And it's sad, but it blows people away that. Not only do we respond because yes. they're just used to internet companies not, not responding, responding at all, but they respond. But they respond with like, "Wow, even if I had a problem, thanks for the customer service and just taking." 
care yeah. of my my problem right away. You know, people write funny notes in their notes section sometimes yeah. saying no one's going to read this. And one guy, one guy, so one time said, "Draw a funny picture in my box." And you know, it was like, "Draw this picture." And I just said to my packing team, "No penises, please." Yeah. And draw the guy a nice picture, and, yeah. and we did. And another guy asked one month, like, "I want the mega buck to Autograph personally something. personally curate my box with games from his childhood." And I was like. Oh dang, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the cool thing because you can do things like that. Because we talked in the other episode yeah. about how you turned me on to that uh, to the uh, Power Rangers right. game, right. and now, the, like I said, I've got the import option now. So yeah. there's a lot of games. Like yeah. I might actually do that. Be like Buck, pick me out of <laughs> out of the RPGs. What are the best? JRPGs cool that import. I can play. I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's because like, I mean, dude, if you've yeah. never heard of Far East of Eden Zero for yeah. the SNES, and it's like, then you haven't played a real badass JRPG that yeah. we didn't get. You know, yeah. it's like there's just cool games like that. You know, and see, and that's the thing, like, because uh, we're gonna get to in a second your trip to Japan, but like, you've been to J- Japan and played these games, and you've been such a hardcore gamer for so long. Yeah. Like, I mean, trust me, if I was somebody, I'd be like. Yeah, I do want Megabuck to like pick out my box, and I would just be like handpick yeah. what you think would be best out of the style I like. I mean, before I even did Retro Game Treasure, that was I, I've always loved Japanese culture, so I studied it in college. I studied the language for two years. Right. I went there for a summer on a study abroad, and I just I freaking loved it. And so I retained a lot of that. So going because into, you enjoyed it, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And so going into this business, um, you know, it was just something that really came in handy with the niche. Not only did I know and keep up with that but I'm always finding a new title that I haven't played and haven't checked out and I just I love that when I'm like yeah. dude never even heard of that game and wouldn't have assumed it was an RPG or a shooter or whatever and got right. to try it and I was like dang like this is something I would have missed if right I had, so if awesome I had done it so it so. took the opportunity of you know uh, my wife and I and some of the crew I mean we got to go to Japan uh, this past spring, not too long ago now from this air- episode's airing, we got to go to Japan for two weeks and meet with some of our wholesalers and places that we do bulk buys from. We buy a lot of games from uh, some places over there and we buy in bulk to bring them to you guys. And we're just we're super pumped about that now because we solidified even better our relationships with some of those uh, guys and gals while we were over there to be able to buy from some Japanese retro shops well that's got to be cool because like you said you're going you're meeting them in person so now they've got a, a face to put with it and then anytime i think that yeah. you meet with somebody that you're working which is with big in japanese record, business yeah even like, more so in, in, than here yeah. is that they want to they want to be able to put a name and a face to it and yeah. like talk to the person yeah. and i think that that yeah. that's brilliant because that's got to be pretty much one of your biggest sources for getting these games is japan because you know oh, for the, oh yeah for the imports yeah, yeah they all come from I mean, every single one of those those uh, those bulk buys and warehouse is all from from. from I mean, that is still alive and well over there. The the, the retro mean, gaming. Oh yeah, gosh yeah, and the and reselling of all that stuff and yeah. rebuying of that stuff and the collecting of that. I now, mean, when you go over to Japan, are you basically just getting the imports, or are you getting American versions of games too? When you go over it there? was funny. I mean, they they obviously they're imports to them. Yeah. But some of the the more we stayed in Akihabara because I'm a nerd and I'm like, if I want to stay anywhere, have, instead of staying in another town, why don't we stay in Akiba? Yeah. And then every day after like breakfast or before dinner, yeah. I can go to the arcades or the shops for an hour yeah. instead of us making a bunch of day trips to because Akihabara. Akihabara is, that's nerd sec- central. It, 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 that's it, it, the electric town. Okay. That's there's there were six arcades within walking distance Holy of shit. our of our you know seven story arcades within walking distance of our I mean Japan's awesome for arcades yeah. anyway but you know and the amount of used game shops 
and you know toys and figures and Gundams and cards it's and everything. Like it's it's nerd town. Yeah. It's nerd central. That's what Occupy is, and I just freaking we I love loved it. it. So you we might loved as well it. Stay there. Plus, it's probably cheaper to stay there. It was a lot places. of fun though. Yeah. It was a really really that was a really cool town in general, and we 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 went all over, but we got to just go visit all those places and look at all the games they have. And it, the, I say the story's funny because. You know, some prices of their import games were really good, really cheap. Some of them were still as expensive. Like yeah. a copy of Mega Man X2 is still going to run you like fifty bucks, and it's I know it's more here, but it's still going to run you like fifty bucks in Japan even. But then they got a copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES, a, an American copy. Yeah. yeah, they wanted seventy-five bucks for it. Shit. Which is at least double, if not more, yeah. than what it is over here. But the well, even it's getting to be around the forty fifty dollars. But the funnier here, but yeah. part of that yeah. was they had import Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Yeah. And I shit you not, they had they had a copy of like SpongeBob SquarePants lights blah blah something or other. Yeah. And they wanted twenty bucks for it. And I was oh, like, wow. so this is where I screwed up because I just could have brought a bunch. Of, I mean, we carry some of those because kids games is is yeah. a is a selection you can choose yeah. if you have kids or you just really like cartoons yeah. and you say, hey, I like Powerpuff Girls, I like that kind of stuff. Bob, we yeah. do carry them, but again, if you're like, if you put that in my box, Buck, I'll kick you in the jimmy. Yeah, that's because you have to say I'm okay with kids games to get kids. And that's games. a selectable section because I, one of the best things you can do and to pull back the curtain a little bit. Johnny did an amazing job making the video on you guys' website. And yeah. if you go to their website at RetroGameTreasure.com, retro isn't mm-hmm. it? RetroGameTreasure.com, you can watch the video, and it yeah. walks you through step-by-step, step and it shows you, yeah. like, you have to click on what you want, and you only get what you click. So right. if you're like, hey, I want RPGs, and I want maybe uh, fun sports games, and by fun sports games, we're talking like NBA Jam, Blitz, Blitz yeah. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Tony Hawk, stuff like, stuff like Tony that. Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. You want that, and then say maybe you want like shooters. Mm-hmm. That's all you're gonna get. Right, you're not right. gonna get you stick to your categories. You know, something weird thrown right. in there. So, right. but it was funny because so again, if you choose, so I'm next okay time with kid- you're gonna go with like six yeah. cases. And of, it's like, of, like you know, SpongeBob most of those games, you know, yeah. those are like three, three to five dollar games at the most for us. Yeah. And even if someone selects, I'm okay with kids games. You don't get a box full of kids yeah. games. You get like one. Yeah, you get yeah. like one. You know, we give you a mix every month, and so that's. But we get people that say, "Hey, I'm getting my kids into it. I want them to check it out," and that's. Where you well, start like you with did that, for that one guy for Christmas? Yeah, for his daughter. Yeah. He wanted a box that was nothing but games for his daughter. seven, eight-year-old daughter. And so I was like, okay, let's let's go with some games that are geared more towards you know younger kids. Yeah. And so we were able to hit the mark, I think, pretty good for for. Uh, and JJ. on top of that, he probably did amazing because I mean, for when fun. you're talking about little kids games to hit that thirty-dollar mark, you're probably talking like ten. Three dollar game, right? You know, so, but one I mean, of our other like YouTuber yeah. streamer guys, he was like, he had that on here. He had cartoon on there yeah. for it, and he got one of the Powerpuff Girls games. He's like, guys, I'm not gonna lie, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was one of my favorites in here, and uh, there was a set. They made one for each of the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. So he's like, and now I want all three. Yeah, so you now know? he's like, I'm gonna have to get the other right. two. Put them on your wish list, yeah. and we'll try and fulfill it for you too. But I mean, I was so happy to go back to Japan. I mean, you just you could go to a different town every yeah. every day. And it would be and hop on the train, and they're twenty minutes apart. And it, it would be like if you could hop on a train, yeah. and in one day go from New York to L.A. 
to Chicago, to Orlando, to Texas. It's like every town has a different theme and a different feel and a different history. And when you're, it's not, you know, like America where something's really old. It's like 300 years old. It's like something's really old and this shrine was built in the year 400. Yeah. You know, it's like a 2000 or 1500 year old. Went to the Fushimi Inari shrine in Kyoto, which cool video game related story. But if if you don't know what that is, that's the one with all the the reddish orange archways. They're like the really, really reddish orange archways and there's sections of them that are so thick and dense that it blots out the sun because they're so close together. There's like 5,000 of these archways on this mountain shrine that go all the way up about 500, 600 meters up. And so when you walk through them, it almost looks like a tunnel or a racetrack as it goes back and forth. It was Miyamoto's inspiration for Star Fox. Really? That if I flew along a track or 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 a, a, a you know a, a rail shooter right, if you right. will and could only go the way that you designated me to go but you know shot stuff along the way that was his inspiration for that going through oh, wow. those really tight little tunnels and, and it was so cool to do that and to see that and to kind of see the inspiration from a you know yeah. nerdy perspective too but it was also cool to climb that mountain at the same oh, yeah. at the same time we got to ride a bullet train to oh, go off cool. to that. They go 288 kilometers oh, per hour. Shit. That's freaking NASCAR. That's like 180 yeah. miles an hour. Holy cow. It was nuts. Was Got it scary at all going that no. fast? It or? was like going. It was like going on an airplane, but on the ground. It was yeah. really fast. Yeah. But got to see Mount Fuji going going oh, 200 cool. miles an hour. So, but we stayed in Kyoto the one night. Stayed in like a traditional onsen with the hot with the the hot steam baths and okay. and got to see that because that's in another part. Kyoto is like a couple hours away from okay. Tokyo. We stayed in Tokyo most of the time, but went over there one day. But just being in Akihabara, I mean, I'm yeah. a, you know I'm an arcade collector too. Yeah. So just. Getting to see a place where... Like, if I was going to go there, the uh, only place... Well, I shouldn't say the so, only place, but the place I would want to go most is Akihabara. If you really are love the arcade see, and the like, game the stuff. Like, the arcades, yeah. I want to yeah. go to the retro game stores. Like, yeah. if I was there, Super that Potato would be the thing I want to be able to see. There are... There are uh, I mean, the thing is, is that the... the companies that make the arcade machines. Sega is still alive and well, yeah. especially in Japan, because Sega makes the arcade games in a yeah. lot of the cases. Oh, yeah. Those, like, six or seven arcades within walking distance of our... Of yeah. our four of them were Club Segas. Yeah. I mean... Because, no, there's Club Sega, yeah. and doesn't Capcom have one? Because there's, like, three or four companies that have these... Like, yeah, things. Capcom doesn't do it as much, and it's to be honest, it's probably operated by one of the... Um, the Taito stations are still okay. pretty big, which Taito still made... They don't really make a lot of games anymore, but yeah. they used to in the Super Nintendo and the in the SNES days, and uh, they still have a good of them all around the bit. But I got really hooked while I was there on uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Dissidia. Okay. The newest Final Fantasy. They've made a couple of these. They made them for PSP. Oh, okay. They weren't that great. You know, they were a one-on-one fighting game. Right. So they made a new one on modified PS4 hardware. It's been out about a year, and it's okay. still popular over there because they keep releasing characters because all the all the machines are connected through Wi-Fi, mm. and you fight 3v3 team battles. Okay. And it's a fucking blast. Now, are, is it are, when you're fighting these battles, you're playing just as a character or as a character in a mech? It's, it's like a three... No, it's it's Final Fantasy. So it's it's freaking Cecil Harvey yeah. and Kane Highwind from 4 or yeah. Kefka Palazzo from 6 or oh, wow. Cloud from 7. Oh, wow. Or ty- it goes... It starts at number 1 right. and it goes all the way through to freaking... 
type zero and fourteen like oh, wow. Ishtola from fourteen is in it, yeah. and zero from I mean, um, what's it? Ace from type zero is in it. Nobody oh, wow. from fifteen yet, but yeah. they keep releasing. D- like when I was there, they were doing a promo because they were going to be releasing the Emperor from Final Fantasy two oh, as wow. a playable character, and so all these it's a fighting game where you have you know Matt, you have different characters. You have long range magicians right. like Kuja and 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 Ishtola and stuff, yeah. and you have you have Cloud and other ones that are in your face heavies, and you have close you have fast ones like Kane and stuff. Right. I got super hooked on Kane and bought one of the cards and played him a oh, whole lot. Oh, wow. And so they keep updating it and and a year later it's still going strong yeah. and now they're talking about a PS4 version too but it's just they finally got it like it's awesome it's 3v3 yeah. it's parties you can have like yeah. a musician um, a magic user uh, a heavy and a quick yeah. and you fight and you attack these crystals and you charge up a summon yeah. so you can like be fighting losing but get the crystal summon Odin turn yeah. the battle around like oh god that sounds awesome and it was, and it was so cool thinking about making it for the PS4 it, it's on modified PS4 hardware already so oh. it's kind of like a when is it coming? And yeah. maybe PC too as well. But okay. played that a lot. One of the Gundam, uh, the new Gundam fighting games that's been out for nice. a while. They have really killer, cool hardware of like, uh, like this one that uses like a pen, and it was like a strategy turn-based RPG, and you used a pen to control oh, the cool. characters. They still do a lot of. They use the card games with like the QR codes, and they have okay. games where the table is a screen, and it has scanners built in, and you either through NFC or the QRs, they have like a Gundam and a right. Dragon Ball game where you would bring a deck of cards to the arcade with you. Almost like and, Magic the Gathering. Like you'd make a, a deck but, at home but and on then bring a defensive it to the and an yeah. offensive screen and if you put the monster out, it would show up on the screen. And, oh, oh wow. they're so cool. Yeah. I couldn't play those because they're a little too involved and I didn't want to buy the decks and yeah. invest all my time in those. But that and it'd probably take forever to learn how to play it. That's just so it, cool. Yeah. They had those. They had some arcades. I found one that had half the floor was still old school games. I mean, they had like House oh, wow. of the Dead 2. Oh, wow. They had a whole an old hang on. They had that old Jurassic Park, you know, shooting oh, yeah, game, shooting and game. they had a newer version of the Virtuon that I had, yeah. the Oratorio, Tangram, the Dreamcast. They had cool, cool um, stuff like that in those. And the rhythm games are still big over there. They yeah. had this awesome one that was my jam over there called uh, Chu Rhythm or Chutham. It's hard to pronounce because it's weird in Katakana, but Chu Rhythm Fantasy or, or whatever the newest one was. Uh, Air Plus, blah blah blah. Think. Air guitar, but with a keyboard. Like oh, wow. it was like a touch keyboard with not actual keys. You just touched, and yeah. then it had infrared sensors on either side of your hands. So when you played it, not only did you have to touch the right keys or slide on the keyboard, but when it had an arrow up, you had to like Mozart, like da da, and bring yeah. your hand up, or oh, wow. you missed the note. Yeah, and then sometimes you'd hit a note, and it would bring a line. Up, which meant you had to go da da, and then hold your hand in the air and like like wave it like a like yeah. a like a, a like a like a, or yeah. or like a, a conductor oh, okay, or something. Yeah. You'd have to like da da da, raise your hands and then hold this one up and wave it and then slam it down and yeah. you had to do all that while playing it. And there were like I so I go into the game remix version. I'm looking at anime. They have like the Sailor Sailor Moon yeah. remix. But I shit you not, I played I played the battle theme song from the first Virtua on. Nice. And And I played that freaking Offspring song from Crazy Taxi. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) so funny. They're still like are all about 
the music games over there too, and yeah, it's just such a good mix. Well, that and I think over in Japan, in Japan, the music games never died. Like the dance, dance revolution. They keep advancing so them, big. making them yeah. great. They yeah. they had they. Ha- I actually saw a newer dance dance over there, but they're not. A lot of them are more the hand based and the keyboard ones. They're super. Than the actual they have dancing. this one that's really cool called like uh, I don't remember the name of it now, but it's like a screen in front of you, like a circular screen okay. with a bunch of touch panels, like eight or ten touch panels around it in like a ring. Okay. And the notes come from the center and go to one of the touch panels, so you you pop it in time with the song as it goes. Oh, nice. and of course, the Japanese guys hit it a million miles an hour. But then it would go from the button, and it would show a slide on the screen, and it was a touch screen, so you had yeah. to hit it, then slide your hand down or slide your hand around the screen in a circle. Right. And they're so popular over there, they're like a social thing to do, that you get everything from uh, a 17-year-old... 15 year old schoolgirl playing yeah. those to uh, college aged or middle you know a 30 year old otaku guy yeah. to uh, a lady or a dude in business attire waiting yeah. in line for the same game yeah and it's like this is still culturally a cool thing and culturally an exciting thing, thing to, to them. them yeah it's not the way that it was over here and it was just handled differently by the manufacturers that make yeah. the games actually owning the arcades I bet you more than anything else Sega like McDonald's is like real estate over there oh, yeah. because they own arcades on like some of the biggest corners and the biggest highways yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they own a lot of those buildings, buildings. It's just, it's just unbelievable. So cool. So well, much and it's, fun. it's good to know that Sega's got their foot in other things because I'm not going to lie. When Sega stopped making systems after, I think their last one they made was a Dreamcast, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, it broke my heart because, like, yeah. I, I'd always, I mean, I, I played a lot of Nintendo, but I also was kind of yeah. a Sega kid, too. Yeah. Especially, like, you know how much I geek out over my Sega CD and the 32X. Like, I yeah. love the Sega. Yeah, like, I love I my Sega they, CD, too. They had some great ideas, but to know that yeah. they're still alive and kicking and fighting over there that's kind of cool too it was like the other way around like they were really big in that arcade scene and yeah. and they did the console business because they, they they saw the opportunity yeah and that's the funny thing too so the Famicom the Nintendo was the first you know big hit for Nintendo yeah the Master System came out before the Nintendo yeah and it was Sega's like second or third console they had like the Mark 1 and the Mark 2 before Oh, wow. The Master System, Sega was in it before Nintendo, so it wasn't even they went like, oh, Nintendo's releasing a console, we should. And the Master System, like, we got gypped on some Nintendo games. Yeah. There are, there are some Master System games that, really yeah. good example, Double Dragon for the NES yeah. is one player... And and if you were a kid and you went to the arcades at all, like I did when you yeah. were a kid, it is not the arcade game. It's oh, really? it's 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 very different. The sprites all look different. It doesn't play the same, and it's only single player simultaneously. Oh, the arcade game was two player simultaneously. Right. The colors were a lot different, more vibrant. There's just a lot of things that are missing. Master System version has all that. Oh wow! It has all of it, and like the slowdown and the scan lines in the right. in the NES version. Master System didn't have any of that. that, and I didn't play that till much later as like an adult. But yeah. I remember playing it and going, "I feel like I got cheated." Cheat. <laughs> as a kid, because there's, there's a bunch of games like that that are just really the Alex Kidd yeah. games for the Master System are really cool, really cool games. Well, and I think that that's what's neat. Like I said, now that 
again, thanks to to you at Retro Game Treasure, and also thanks to Hyperkin, we get the Retron Five. So now we can play the Sega Master. You got that System adapter game too, because we got the yeah. adapter. The card so, that, which I'll, tell our fans about this one more time, because I think this is really neat. This three and one adapter. Yeah, if you have a Retron Five, if you don't, you should check them out. Especially the newer versions now are, are awesome with the uh, the pins not having the grips of death. If you've read that, that's a downside. They've re-engineered that, and yeah. they're they're awesome now. Um, the Retron Five three and one adapter lets you it puts plugs into your Genesis slot like a uh, like a Master System adapter would for a Genesis, and it lets you play Sega Master System Master System card games. They had games that looked like a credit card because it had two slots on it, and Game Gear games. So man, it just it just opens wide up for a killer library. Because the Retron Five is already a misnomer because it does not play five consoles. It plays Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color. So that's three. Yeah. NES and Famicom. That's five. five. Yeah. <laughs> Plus. Famicom, uh, Super Famicom, Famicom. and Super Nintendo. Nintendo. That's seven. Plus Genesis, that's eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it already plays more than the, five. Uh, the really. only thing that stinks, and I know why they didn't do it, so I ain't mad at you at all, Hyperkin, <laughs> is to play my 32X and to play my Sega CD, I'm still going to have to bring out all the Sega stuff. Yeah, it's because of all the extra adapters and the yeah, plugins and all that wacky that thing, crap. Holy shit balls. Yeah, but look at how yeah. the, engineer, the engineering on that was so, like, rushed. and Yeah, like, I don't know who came up with the engineering on that, but that team probably should be fired. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look around at all those, it's like it seems like like Gunpei Yokoi and like one or two other people were like, the engineered ones almost every other. Well, he was the guy who did the Game Boy and the Virtual Boy, but he also had a hand, I think, in like the early, I mean, he died before it came out, obviously, but I want to say like the GameCube or one of those consoles, he created some of the, the basic really? design ideas for this. He created a bunch of stuff. And I think he created some of like the Sega Mark II. St- it seemed like there were only like three console designers across both of those companies yeah. for like a 20-year span because the same, the same guys. Where they're doing it. Well, speaking of they're doing it, we need to do it by taking a quick break and paying some bills. And we're going to be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color. Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique, award-winning artist, pinup and pop culture specialist, tattoo and piercing, permanent and temporary makeup, hottest styles of vintage clothing, and much, much more. Find them in Bradenton, Florida and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buster Cherry Tattoo. At 606 Manatee Avenue, Bradenton, Florida, 34205. And what's their number, Deuce? Give them a call at 941-725-4045. That's Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you.
And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. What sounds like you had a good time on your trip to Japan. That's all. Like, there's a couple places I've always really wanted to go. And one is Ireland because I'm Irish. The other oh, yeah. is Italy because I'm half Italian. But the mm. other is Japan. Now, yeah. the flight scares me because I'm not a good flyer. Me either. So Me either. Yeah. I'm not a huge flyer. I get anxiety. Yeah, about bad it. anxiety. I get, I, get, I get that too. Okay. Um, Valium is your friend. Yeah. For yeah. one of those. Yeah. I, got, I just got a prescription yeah. from the doctor and ended up sleeping most of the thing. Because I do. I get, I get anxiety. Yeah. But the funny thing about the flight, though, is that plane... Yeah. Is so damn big. Yeah, that it doesn't move. It doesn't move at all. Yeah, between because turbulence is what freaks me out. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But and as big as it is, that thing ain't bouncing. Between around. the amount of fuel it has to hold to to fly, you know, yeah. seven thousand miles and then some. You know, they have to have reserves, yeah. obviously, in case something happens. And the fact that, especially on the way back. The one on the way back, the front half of the plane is a double decker. It has two stories. Oh wow! So there's a set of stairs that goes upstairs. Well, to the bar, right? I think no. I think there's first class up there too. We didn't. We were peons. We sat oh, okay. in the normal seats. But but there's there's a first class in the bottom floor. I think there's a first class on the second floor. Yeah. And because the, the front half of the plane's weird, it almost looks like it has a camel hump. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not straight across. They didn't keep it that big. It humps up. Okay, so. But with my mom and dad, they went to Europe, and they went on the same kind of plane. Yeah. Well, for the whole trip all the way over, because they went to, goodness, oh, and they went to Australia the same way. Nice. Dad went upstairs, because the second story was a bar, and he stayed nice. in the bar the entire trip. Like, <sighs> he was funny. on first-name basis with yeah. all the bartenders, because I, just I a lot think of he was literally up there for, like, 10 hours. That's pretty cool. I mean, kept me loopy. Well, it, the thing is, I, th- I think he was watching more TV than drinking. Yeah. They, they had almost like a sports bar is probably not yeah. the right word, but they've got like TVs behind them and they've right. got it on like ESPN and shit like that. That's pretty funny. So at least you can kind of sit off there and yeah. get your mind off it's, things. It's tough yeah. because like you think like, oh, I'm going to stay up all night and then I'm going to sleep. Yeah. On your best night, you're sleeping 10 hours if yeah. you like went out partying and crazy and drinking yeah. and everything else. So it's like, so you got to kill 14 is just the flight from like Detroit to yeah. Japan, not yeah. even the not leg even the four to get hours there. It took you from Orlando. So to my wife, my wife Princess M, you know who we work together too. Yeah. But my wife, it was her first time ever really going out of the country and certainly on a plane ride that long. Yeah. So she didn't know either, like how she would do. And it's just it's weird spending. You know, I mean, at the end of it, between travel and flight, you're talking yeah. like 17, 18 hours in the air or more. Yeah. You just spent a whole dang day on an airplane. Yeah, you've basically been 24 hours it's almost just, in a plane and airports it's, it's and shit. The le- it, it, I would do that trip all the time if it wasn't for for how long it took. Because that plane ride is a little bit brutal, you know. And yeah. you have to add two days to whatever you're doing, whether it's trip or vacation, because that is a full day of travel there and a full day, day of travel. travel back. It is kind of funny, though, because so the time change, right? Right. It's it's depends on the time of year, but when we went there, it was a 14-hour difference, and daylight savings actually happened while we were there. Oh, wow. They don't observe daylight savings. They're all on one time zone, I believe. So yeah. it went from a 14 to a 13-hour time so difference back, back home. So, so I'm sure that messed you up for a couple so when days. So Flying there, you fly, you fly against the the time zones, and you fly like over Alaska, which is always darker, always yeah. light anyway, most of the year, right? So you're flying against the time zone. So most of the time, like the way the time change is hard to explain. It's kind of weird because you're flying, like you're flying against the time zones. So yeah. you you lose time. You get there like a you get there more than a day later because of the time zones. But when you fly back, yeah. you're flying with the Gulf Streams, it's a little faster, and you're flying with the time zones. Yeah. So like the 20 hour altogether flight trip, we left at like I want to say th- 4 or 5 p.m. on Saturday and we got back to Florida at 10 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you lose like no time. You chase the, and that was with like a three-hour layover in Detroit. You lose no time, and you chase. It's it's either dark or light most of the time. Like we chased the sunset yeah. like the whole way. Wow. It doesn't get dark. It didn't get dark to the last three hours of the plane ride oh, on wow. an eighteen-hour plane ride. Which has got to suck because I mean, if it's light the whole time, you can't go. Well, I mean, some people can. I I can't sleep on an airplane at all. Now yeah. I don't know if that would be different if you're on it for 14 hours. You're on it for the yeah. whole day, so yeah. they kind of they kind of look at it from that angle like we're going to turn off the lights and we're going to make people clo- ask people to close all the shutters for like 12 hours of this flight. Oh really? And depending on when you left, they feed you like lunch, then dinner, then breakfast because you're on that plane for so How long. How's the food? Let me okay. ask that. It's okay. just, it's, just... It's, it's funny because they, they offer a lot of Japanese choices, too, oh, you know, because you're kind of, like, oh, yeah. You can get, like, a bento box or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, some uh, of that kind of stuff, the way that it's just made it there, too. Yeah. But, but I mean, which brings up another good thing to do, the food over there. Yeah, oh, oh God, sure, food. it's phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. The funniest thing about being over there really was, for my, like, my wife, you know, yeah. we're, like, very red-blooded Americans, you yeah. know, and love meat and love America yeah. and everything else. But when you're in a country like that, you're like, dang. This is a really cool country. Just yeah. like the way that the people are, and the, yeah. the 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 low crime rate, and the fact that like food isn't as processed. Yeah, and, it's more natural. Yeah, it's just all just all those kinds of things. Whether you were eating, you know, sushi or tempura fried this or just rice or something, yeah. you were just like, man, I, I see. I just I see where there's a lot of things in the U.S. that like we overregulate, yeah, and like you know FDA this and and yeah. regulate that, and even people like smoking the people that still smoke over there, yeah, it's like it's probably because their cigarettes are still just tobacco, yeah, they probably <laughs> don't have all the junk, yeah, in them and ours don't have all the crap in them yeah. that are ki- actually killing people, you know, and yeah. so it's just interesting, but just it's amazing how many people are polite. It didn't matter whether someone worked at Starbucks yeah. or McDonald's or a four star restaurant. They were happy to have a job, and That's they were awesome. happy to have their job, nice. and they were just polite to you no matter where it was. And I speak a good amount of Japanese, and so they were they would be like really appreciative. My Japanese is terrible. Let's be yeah. honest; it's conversational. You know, yeah. it's I could not put down a business deal to save my life no. unless they're really flexible with me. So it's yeah. hard to do that. But when I would order dinner in Japanese, or when I would order coffee at Starbucks in yeah. Japanese, you'd get these. The person would just be like, they'd tell me back in Japanese, or they'd try to practice their English. They'd be like, "Her Japanese is so good," and yeah. I just, I'd respond back in, you know, Japanese. Japanese. And like, yeah, what does what does no Like my Japanese sucks, but yeah, thank you. you. At that least really you're nice trying. You yeah, yeah. They, they just they're so nice about that, yeah. you know. But it, it, everywhere, it like didn't yeah. matter. Like you encountered like one rude person on a two week trip going wow. to meals three days, three times a day, and tons of stores, and it's like. Yeah. It didn't matter what they do. They just—it's a very different culture. Culture. They seem different. to be a more—I don't know if "laid back" is the right word, but they're definitely more. They—they have it's, very good manners. It's—they're very polite because they're—they're. They're, there's a lot of pride. They have yes. a lot of pride in their culture and pride in their country. Yes. And and when they when they like the whole mask thing. Yeah. Okay. Everybody sees that. Ever thinks about going to Japan? You see the people wearing the flu masks. Yeah. Right, and it freaks a lot of, especially Americans, out because it's just like, why are they wearing the mask? What do they not want to catch? And you got to realize, people, most people wear those over there when they are sick. 
so they don't get everybody. So else they sick. don't get everybody else sick. I mean, I yeah. mean, granted, the subways get super packed during rush yeah. hour. I took my wife one day on those, and she was like, "Okay, we don't have to do that again, right?" Because yeah. your your face is like yeah. three inches from the next person, and they have people that they hire just to cram people in the door. The oh, videos shit. that you see of, of that are true. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they're cramming. It's like you can't fit any more people in, and they cram like six more people. Yeah, in. it's insane. But they do that because they're sick and they don't want to get someone else sick. So they're yeah. literally doing it out of courtesy for the other, other people. That's not awesome. Be, and, and, you know, in America, we unfortunately just, most people, it's, yeah. it's a shame, but just don't have that general thought of, oh, I'm thinking more of, of everybody else nope. than I kind of, it even comes down to the language, you know, English is a subject-oriented you know, language, yeah. me, my, it, this, and, and Japanese yeah. is not. It's it's an object or an action-oriented language, you know. Nice. It's, really, it's cool. It's just a neat, different thing. It's might be a culture shock for some people yeah. going over there, but if you're American, it's a reverse culture shock. Yeah. You're going like, are they really all this nice? Or like, does that, is that person going to like curse me out and spit in my food as soon as I yeah. turn around? It's like, no, they're just Dude, really, genuinely nice just people. really that thankful for, you know, a job or everything else. Well, do you think, especially now in the business that you're doing, you're going to need to start making more trips over there? Oh, darn. Yeah, I mean, I know you're really <laughs> upset about that, but I was. I, the reason being is, okay, there's a friend of my dad's, and he makes, for lack of a better word, he makes tchotchkes. He makes, like, he makes, like awesome. cups, like, that they'll get your name engraved on them and, like, little uh, pocket knives and hats and just shit. Basically, for lack of a better word, tchotchkes. bullshit that you can tchotchkes, yeah, that you can get your name on. But he gets all of his stuff from Japan oh. and China, right. so he goes like every six months over there, and he goes and they'll show him. Okay, like the last trip he went on, they started making knockoff Yeti cups. That was a new thing. <laughs> like they, everybody does now. Yeah, right? yeah. So he's like, I can I can sell you these knockoff Yeti cups, and then you can put, you know, you can engrave them. With you know people's yeah. you know their something they, logo, yeah their whatever. logo or yeah. whatever or the cousin that name. does that yeah. too yeah so and he sells them but he has to go like every six months and so what I was thinking was like you know now that you're in the business that you're in right to get now from them you're getting you said more import games than anything well, else well that's because Japan is the I mean that's the birthplace that's where all this stuff yeah. came from you know China much different kind of animal there's you know tons of manufacturing there and right. Japan's more like the US like we have they have things that they manufacture but they right. source just as many I'm mean, look at how many of your games were made in China even the older ones mm-hmm. they're made and they're actually manufactured there but even though everything was sourced from Japan right because that's where you know the jobs are and the developers and and all those kinds of things and so that's that's I mean you basically have the three regions you have right. you have you, you know NTSC US PAL and and Japan yeah I mean because that's that's where it really you know that's where they really originate from so that's when you're talking about imports there aren't really any games that originated out of anywhere else from but, greater but Euro Asia yeah so really just Japan so basically when when you go there the games you're bringing back with you you're not bringing how copies or American copies you're bringing back import copies. Yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be all import because it's going to be there's the thing is this all those titles that uh, may or may not be more or less expensive right. here or there because there are some titles over there that you know it, it was a rare copy and it just goes for a, a ton of money, yeah. you know, as well too, but really dumb, stupid, expensive games like Final Fight Guy, which yeah. were a blockbuster rental exclusive, and they go for over 200 bucks now. Yeah. They had that in Japan, and, you know, it's still pricey, but you can get it for 50 bucks if yeah. you really want a copy and to, to play it or collect and it. And you, you told me the story. Now, I'm sure it wasn't the same when you went this time, but when you went a while ago where they had copies of 
Chrono Trigger in a bin for like yeah. ten bucks a pop. When I went when I went in college, so it also would have been before the collector it, bubble got a bubble, little bit bigger because yeah. this would have been like early two thousands oh, or like yeah. two thousand three. Yeah. I remember walking into a retro shop and seeing like a laundry a bat like a plastic, you know the plastic like laundry bins yeah, with the yeah. holes on the side. They sell it like Target or something. Yeah. Full of Chrono Triggers for 500 yen a piece, which yeah. is five bucks. Yeah. So you're like, well, <laughs> I, like, I got to get one. Oh, if it's I bought one out of principle. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah, I still own it. Out of principle, I bought it. And those have gone up a little bit. But you still, I mean, a couple of reasons. And, and the main one being, it was more popular over there. Yeah. RPGs were more popular, popular over, over there, there at the time. They made a lot more copies. Yeah. Over, so still around. over here, it was translating, big marketing push. I mean, how many of you were? How many of you were playing RPGs in 1994? Yeah, Unless not a whole lot. Johnny, uh, not right? Many, and me, yeah. right? You know, it's like I was one of the very few guys. And and if, if even being honest on that too, I didn't play any of the Dragon Warriors or Final Fantasies on 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 the first on the Nintendo. Yeah, my first RPGs weren't until the Super Nintendo. Final yeah. Fantasy Which four think, was one of my first RPG or two was for two for us. But. I think and and Johnny can get mad at me about this later if I got get it wrong. I think it probably was the same for him too. Yeah. I mean he played like your we know, that was Zelda our favorite. Stuff, four was our yeah. favorite. We've already nerded out yeah, about that. So yeah. I think he mostly <laughs> played two. his on on the Super Nintendo as well. Right. And and then yeah. and then you didn't play a lot of them. You didn't play a lot of them because we didn't get very many. Like, we yeah. only got two of the Final Fantasies. They made three. Well, they brought turned Mystic Quest into a Final Fantasy, but it's not really a Final yeah. Fantasy. But there were so many that we didn't get. Meanwhile, over there, they're eating them up like crazy. They're loving them. And so when a game like Chrono Trigger comes out, they make 20 times the copies that yeah. they make in the U.S., and it just goes. It doesn't. So it's not. It's not. There's not as much supply and demand there. There's a lot more supply. Yeah. Even if the demand is there, there's a lot more supply than there were over here. And so there's games like that. There's still amazing games. It just. It was more popular over there. There's weird ones. And I'm trying to think of a couple examples off the top of my head. But there's there's weird ones over there that were much more popular in the states. They made more copies. So oh, wow. so in Japan, they're a little more. Little more. I want to say like Final Fight and some of those because they beat them up. Did pretty good over there, but. I don't they know. They did really good over here. They, they, yeah, they. I don't think they were as big into like the violence. Kind of like how shooters still do not do well in Japan. Yeah. They're just not into that. They yeah. literally rather read like a visual novel or play a dating sim yeah. than play a you shooter. Know, yeah, like a Halo or something. They're not yeah. really. That was a hard, that's a hard sell over there to them. But that's a culture thing for yeah. us. We're not going to play dating sims and that kind of stuff. But yeah. except for a small niche, but vice versa for over there. Yeah, there were entire shops you could go in that were nothing but like PC and old console like dating. Sims. And, oh really? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, most of them like are nudity and stuff oh, involved yeah, yeah, as well yeah, yeah. too. For like, you know, it's almost like borderline like porn shop. But oh, I mean, okay. gosh, yeah, they they're so big over there. Huh. Yeah. See, I didn't I didn't know anything about that. Now I I knew. Well, I shouldn't say that. I knew that. I think that they had dating sims and stuff like that. Sure. Because they they talk about those kind of things. But I just didn't know that that was such a niche audience. Yeah. They oh gosh, have, they're like, huge whole, into it. Like you know, they would have whole stores full of it. Oh God! Oh geez, especially in Akihabara. Oh, oh my sure. gosh! Well, the entire you said stores. like that was like the nerd central. So it is. That's that's what it is. I mean, that's like the, it was. It was pretty funny seeing. I mean, how many locals are there? 
but how many tourists are there, but still how many locals are there. It's like this is tourists like to come here, especially nerdy tourists. You'd see a dude wearing like a Zelda shirt or or an, or an Attack on Titan shirt, and it was like an American dude or a, a UK dude. But it was funny. You see like a you know see like a nerdy looking white guy down the street, and you just don't know. Australia is yeah. pretty close for them, you know. Yeah. So you get a lot of guys from Australia or from the UK. Oh, they fly over and like yeah. pick stuff up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially poor Australians, that. man. They got the yeah. short end of the stick when it came to games. And oh shit. really? They don't get still. They don't get squat. What's the deal with that? Really weird regulations down there. Like, still to this day, there are games that their government goes, yeah, no, that's not going to come out here, and then the game industry has to fight to, like, get, it released, get it released over there. Over there? Yeah, plus it's more expensive, too. That sucks weird. for them. See, but I didn't know about that, that, but that, that it was close. hard to, to get it. But yeah, if they're, but they're that close, what is yeah. it, like a five-hour flight? I, it's like flying to the West Coast for us, oh, yeah. They so. can fly straight up to there, which is pretty cool. But you, yeah. But at the same time, you would still see so many just locals and Japanese yeah. people that were there too. Like they, that's not just a touristy town. They, they yeah. would go there. They would love to go there on the weekend. The weekends was the best. We were there for two weeks. So we oh, got nice. to be there through two weekends. Yeah. It was so funny. There was the first day we were there, there was a line in front of one of the electronic stores. Nice. And, and my wife was like, what's the line for? And I'm like, well, let me go read the sign. Really? It was like, it might as well have been fine print. The sign I was like, honey, I got about, I got about half a paragraph out of that, and that's like a two-page report. Yeah. You know, they're waiting in line for this. It doesn't have pictures of the product, and I can't tell you what it was. And it's like, I know they do a lot of lotteries on the weekends for just giveaways in this town, but I don't know. She's like, is it for a Switch or something like that? And I'm like, I don't think so. They would have more signage. So we literally sat there for like 20 minutes and just watched as the crowd grew from like 100 people to 200 people. To Did you 400 out what people. They were there for? To, it was like a new camera or something came oh, out. Okay. And they were, but they were literally standing in line for like a lottery for the camera and for some like special edition flyer or coaster for some anime that was out that they were giving out. Like Sword Art Online is really big over there right now. The new movie just came out. So on the weekends, they had those set up for uh, at the, at the arcades and stuff. But they will just. They will wait in line. And this is the funniest thing, too. They will patiently wait in line. Yeah. Single file. <laughs> like, perp, like, and then cram people in right up against each other. And then there's no more room. And you watch that guy cram, like, 50 more people into this, like, little thing. fenced-off area. And it was like, gosh. Just just different different world. In a really cool, really, really yeah. fun way. You know, a cool thing to experience over there. Well, I definitely think that that's a trip that at some point I yeah. would definitely like to do. because it just Food seems... was great. Oh, I bet. Had Wagyu beef for the first time. That's cool. Oh, that's wow. the beef that's like basically raw. Like yeah. They sear the outside of it like yeah. ahi tuna. Yeah. And everything in my brain was saying, don't eat that. That's not good for you, you yeah. know. But but they they raise it a way that, you know, it's it's okay. So it's and it's okay. Yeah, and it's not yeah. full of antibiotics or bad stuff yeah. at the same time. So that was that was good. Had had squid. That was that was really fun. Oh, nice. It was good. It was good. It was just chewy like beef jerky, but it was good. It had a lot of flavor. Did that. And it's just cool, fun stuff like that. Did some traditional and non-traditional stuff. Dude, yeah. they're, they're uh, you, gyoza, which is just pot stickers, right? Yeah. Like pork pot stickers. God, you could, when you eat them over there, you understand like why that is like their quote-unquote national yeah. food. Yeah. You just like, when I came back here about a week or so later, Emily's like, my wife's like, let's get some Chinese. I'm like, okay, give me pot stickers. I start eating them. I'm like, no, mm-mm. these are not, not, these are not pot stickers. Mm-mm. I want my gyoza. <laughs> they're just so they're phenomenal. I mean, oh, you go into any hole in the wall, order from a ticket machine, hand it to the lady, and then wait for them to bring you your dozen pot stickers for four dollars. And what? <laughs> yeah, that's, the food's dirt cheap. Oh, Unless man, it's like a awesome. nice, nice restaurant, yeah, the food's just dirt super cheap. cheap. Yeah, it's just but it's so good. I mean, the rice is not only unpolished like sticky rice, but it's yeah. just it's just 
better. Better. It's good. Well, like you said, they're not processing everything yeah. so damn much yeah. like we do because we we process the shit out of our food. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, and I think it's it's I I think. Probably not my generation, but I'm afraid you and like Johnny's kids' generation right. is going to finally find out. Oh, we're going to have all these health problems right. because we've eaten all this shit, yeah. and then kind of reverse engineer, yeah. like go back to being yeah. more natural. It's so funny because the first day we got there, I didn't want to like culture shock my wife. So for breakfast, I was like, yeah. she was like McDonald's. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You want to get like a sausage McMuffin McDonald's? Yeah. That's fine, honey. I won't yeah. make fun of you. And we get them back, and we get them there, and she's like, "This is a real egg." There's a real egg on this sausage McMuffin, you yeah. know? Like, it wasn't like that the, process, the circular-shaped yeah. egg thing. Well, that's <laughs> like, what I had this morning, because whenever I do interviews, I always load up on breakfast, because earlier you were like, do you want some lunch? And I'm like, no, man, I'm good. Cause, like, I got donuts. I, 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 I power-loaded breakfast this morning, but, like, that's what I had. I had McDonald's, and it's that gelatinous egg, yeah. you know, that's on the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit yeah. that I'm pretty sure has gone nowhere near a chicken. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, so. it's unfortunate, but it's true, though. But yeah. just those kind of places. We went to a couple nice restaurants, too, and had some steak, and that was good. Yeah, I mean, nice. they serve steak. It was funny, though. I mean, they actually would, like, they only have X amounts every night that they get from wherever they get their butcher and their meat, and yeah. when you pick the steak, they sell it by, like, the 100 grams, rather oh, wow. than just, like, you're getting a 16-ounce uh, steak. It's like, no, it's per the 100 grams, and, you know, whatever, 16-ounce yeah. steak is, like, four or five grams whatever that is yeah. and they bring out the steak and show it to you before they take it back to the kitchen and to cook, cook it, it? or they that's let you cool. pick the one that you want the cut based you on want? The cut. Yeah. that's cool it was really just yeah. interesting i mean that's just just totally different culture yeah I and mean, same thing just the food's not so I, I don't know what it is because it's yeah. it, whether it's just a culture thing and it's so so terrible too but my wife got sick the first week we were there oh shit like the like like day or two we were after there I, her sister had the flu here and I think she caught she, it she somehow. caught the flu and then and now so she's there in were country with the two flu. or That's three great. or four yeah, yeah two or three or four days where her congestion was just you know when you wake yeah. up with those head colds yeah. you just want to just keel over yeah. and die so <laughs> fun fact Buck didn't yeah. know. Japan is apparently afraid that they're like one pack of Sudafed away from a meth epidemic. Okay. So all decongestants are illegal over there. Really? We couldn't get her any. Everything just has caffeine in it, so yeah. you can keep going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you can just keep working. Yeah. And unless you're hospitalized, you like don't get to leave work. They a lot of the stuff's herbal. So I yeah. started translating medicines, and I found the best thing that we could find, and right. it was recommended on the internet. Made her feel a little bit better, but it was like there were a couple days that were just miserable for her because yeah. she was really sick, and you couldn't, it couldn't, no decongestant. It yeah, you can't. Yeah. Oh, just wouldn't, couldn't get it out. It was that was well, miserable. That's wild because I didn't, I didn't had no clue I know about that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I mean, you would think, the, but I understand now because yeah. I guess with the yeah. meth epidemic yeah. that there's stuff in it that they can make yeah. meth out of. They're a little more lenient yeah. about it now yeah. if, like, Americans or other countries bring it in as yeah. long as it's very small quantities, yeah. I guess. But we didn't learn that. But, you, but also, you wouldn't have packed weird. it because she wasn't sick when you left. Right. We didn't really. You know? Well, so, we, we didn't know it was illegal and because yeah. my wife was a pharmacy tech for a long time, so she oh. does think about that stuff, yeah. but she didn't even think about, crap, that's illegal. She yeah. was thinking the other way around. Like, I bet they have good antibiotics that are over the counter there, yeah. you know, but it's not. You need it, too. So we did those. We did. We went to the Imperial Palace and got oh, to nice. walk that, which is amazing. But you see things like that, and you go, this is what it was like back in the day. You walk yeah. in this park that's the size of, like, you know, fifteen or so percent of Central Park. It's pretty damn big. Yeah. And you and you're in the inner wall area and you get to the outer wall and you realize that whole section was just for the Emperor and his family. Wow. And then you get to the outer wall, which is just like a small town and a bunch of guard shacks where like the daimyo or the samurai yeah. would have stayed to guard the palace and it's like that that whole freaking section with Twelve towers and a palace and a music hall and this and that. That was all just for the emperor. For the emperor. And it's like a couple hundred acre or whatever. I don't know how yeah. big, but just huge, huge. 
acre park. And it was a little bit cool. We got there before cherry blossoms, unfortunately. It was nice. still cool, but yeah. it was just beautiful there. We went and did that robot restaurant thing. Oh, how was that? Holy crap. I've never done acid. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I know what it what it would is. look but, like. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure whoever all of us that live here in this Orlando area know yeah. what all the attractions are yeah. like. You know, I'm pretty sure someone from this market went there and did that because it was very Orlando y. Yeah. But it was like only three rows on each side. I counted the seats. It only seats like 150 or 180 people. Yeah. And like think like an alleyway in the middle, like a like a drag strip in the middle, but it's yeah. only like 20 feet wide. And there's people on either side. And one of the first things they do is they say to everybody in the front row, we're in the front row. Right. Because this whole thing, the whole thing was in English. It was hilarious. Yeah. Like ringmaster lady had it memorized. They fly this like, like, like giant like float sized plane by the front row and tell yeah. you the floats are really big learn right now to lean backwards so you don't get smacked in the head with a float <laughs> because the float is what the food came on no 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 oh. no and there's no real food there like there's like snacks and pop it's not oh sorry oh. misnomer not actually a restaurant okay just the name just the name okay <laughs> it'd be like if medieval times took place in like uh 1930s chicago oh okay just times yeah, no yeah. medieval yeah just just robots no restaurant no restaurant okay. <laughs> so the, but the floats are so big they carry all these people yeah. that they would they, so like the first one that came out had a giant like fist because it was a big like wrestler dude and yeah. the fist like if i had not leaned back it would have punched, it me, in punched face, me in the face you know? oh wow and so they have all these things it's cool they're all like remote controlled like wi-fi controlled so there's dudes standing in the corner with like these giant remotes like controlling the floats which have wow. like people on them yeah but there's like a big one with people playing drums there's a giant there's a there's like a scantily there's a there's like a giant float that's like a scantily clad leather like chick that's what the float looks like yeah. being driven by a scantily clad chick in leather that looks just like the float oh, wow. like trippy shit yeah. like that and like lots of leds everywhere like the elevator on the way in was all leds on the top yeah and all mirrored tile on the floor oh wow so you got in and you were like if you were epileptic, you were screwed. Yeah, you were <laughs> you just know? gonna have a fit. But it was just loud. Like all the all the all the animations reminded me of like PS one graphics, like oh, yeah, like yeah. rendered cutscenes. Yeah. You know, like everybody looked really goofy, and it was like the storyline was like straight out of like a like a PS one RPG. It, the storyline was basically Avatar. Like yeah. there were these peaceful jungle folks, yeah. and then the robots arrived. You yeah. know, and they have all the robots, but you'd have like a, a giant robot lady with like a gatling gun on like a 30 foot tall robot firing at like the float on the other side was like a chick that looked like felicia from dark stalkers like fur covering her lady parts riding like a giant dragon yeah and they would like anime style like reel back like hey yeah and like a big effect would come to the back or a shitty little firework would fire fire off off. it was so it was I just sat there it was like three or four acts long oh shit so you were there for like an hour and a half long yeah you just sat there in like disbelief the whole time like like I can't believe that this is a thing I can't believe that this is a thing yeah. and that I but but it was it was fun as hell I mean it yeah. sold it sold out it was just freaking it was hilarious it was just the goofiest but the, like what reminded me of Orlando y stuff yeah. is like intermission and they wheel out a couple of carts that sell like popcorn booze and like Keychains and shit. Yeah, you know, like yeah, every it's like, oh, they've yeah. got this down. Yeah, yeah that they, stuff. Yeah, they, they know exactly they've got what this down doing. with yeah. science. They knows what they, they know, know what's what up. they're doing. But yeah, it's so funny. Robot restaurant, not 
popcorn. No, or popcorn. like you can get some food in the lobby before you go down, but, but it's not a real restaurant. You can't, no, it is. Not I a was restaurant. thinking more when you said that they've got these robot restaurants now, where it's actually like a robot <laughs> oh, and serving you, you, and it serves yeah. you. Like basically, it's like a conveyor just a belt, crazy but it show. grabs it and it just those like, are fun. Gives it to those you. Those kaiten so. sushi places are fun. I'm not even a huge sushi fan. Yeah, but I had some of the fatty tuna at a couple places. Nice. Oh, it just it was it was like butter. It yeah. was so. So, and that's a great thing because it's on conveyor belt, so you just yeah. grab it. And because at least the the one I had seen, the, all the plates were color coded. Yes, that's the way they do so it. So yeah. then you grab it, and yeah. then when you're done, they just, you just count up your they plates. count up your plates, and they yeah. say, "Oh, you owe me was whatever." This, there was this dude next to us that you know he was he was local, but he, he was just yeah. like you could tell that was like heaven to him because when he was done, yeah. he had like 15 plates. Holy like shit. he just ate a whole meal and just yeah. got to pick and choose exactly what he wanted, which yeah. is kind of the cool thing about it. And sake. Oh, oh warm, warm sake. sake. Over there I love great. warm sake, and I was so excited. I had it with every meal. Their beer is really good, too, though. Yes. I'm a big fan of Japanese beer. Like uh, Dry is their thing, yeah. which means extremely carbonated. Yeah. Extremely carbonated. Well, Sapporo has always been one of my favorites. So they had a lot of that. that. The, yeah. the, um, and the Asahi Super Dry Premium. Or super uh-huh. premium dry was at a lot of places. Yeah. We actually went to in outside of Ikebukuro. We went to a restaurant that's connected to the I want to say one of the Sapporo um, manufacturing plants. Oh, nice! Which was way cool, and they had some yeah. good beer there, and we had some good food there too. But yeah, yeah it's just really car. It's really good, but it's yeah. like it was like drinking like a Mountain Dew or something super carbonated. Oh, really? After your first like drink or chug, yeah. you were like. You were already burping because yeah, it was so carbonated. carbonated. But you, yeah, really, you would really love good. all those. I drink a lot of Kieran here because it's See, easier I to like get. Kier- Kieran's good, and Sapporo is getting yeah. easier. Asahi get. is, I think, yeah. still one. I mean, Sapporo is still really big there, yeah. but I think Asahi is one of their biggest ones there yeah. too. You, you would always find one of those two or both at every restaurant you yeah. went to. So I ended up drinking a lot of beer too because it just yeah. went well with a lot of the meals we had. But well, no, great I, I, stuff. I love beer and like I said, I love Kieran and Sapporo. And like yeah. I said, Sapporo, thank God, is getting to where it's a you little bit more easier here. to get. That's cool. I mean, you still need to go like to ABC Liquor to pick it up, really? or like maybe a really high end public. I have it, like Total Wine or yeah, something. Yeah, or something. But at least if I really want one, I know there's one or two places I can go get it at. That's so it's cool. not like before. We went drink. Like, we went drinking at uh, one of the karaoke places. It was like we have to do karaoke yeah. while we're here. Have to. And yeah. so I mean, those places, especially in like Akihabara, they are. Every, I mean, there were like four of them in that town, and they're all like three, four, five, six, seven story. One of them oh, wow. is three stories, and then the building next to it is the same company, seven more stories, like the whole wow. building, uh, Big Echo. And it's cool the way they do it over there. It's a very social thing. What you do is uh, the whole floor is made up of rooms. Okay. They're like 15 by 10 foot rooms or six foot by 10 foot rooms. Okay. And you rent them out per person by the hour. So you go with a group of people yeah. and you pay for the room and there's yeah. like a neat couch in there and a table. You can order yeah. food. You can oh, order wow. booze. They'll yeah. bring it to your room and they have this super advanced, like it's it's like an iPad but it's a proprietary thing yeah. where you can go through and now it's like linked in through a Wi-Fi system to where even if it doesn't have every song on it, yeah, if it you find a song it, you want, yeah. thousands and thousands. I found like 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 uh, an old Hikaru Utada song that my wife and I danced to at our wedding, and I sang yeah. it to her. And I found the theme song to Evangelion, and I got video of me singing the oh, theme wow. song to Ava, singing the, and I sang it like a lounge singer. It was freaking hilarious. Oh, nice. I the deep like Zaru, go yeah. like I sang it like that. that. That's and we awesome. drank like yeah. goofballs and. 
sang anime theme songs and they had a bunch of American songs on there too. But if it yeah. didn't have the music video to go with it, yeah. it would play like a like a generic video that must have been like assigned a category. Oh yeah. Like like this is a, a love song one and so it's like two people meeting in the park and they're holding yeah. hands and all that. It was hilarious. But I had this whole video set up nice. and on the tablet you could queue up the songs and you can cancel them if you pick the wrong song. If I figured that all out by reading it and yeah. it was just you could see why that's a neat thing that people do because they make it like a cooler more personal group yeah. experience than like say a, a howl at the moon where everybody's yeah. there drinking Drink and just dreams. singing piano man yeah. you know well and i think that that's something that they've really liked over there like they really like yeah. that kind of stuff so they made know. it into a really neat thing yeah there they have something to have costumes i was really bummed about the mario kart thing okay you know have you seen those no they have this thing in japan this company they're getting sued by nintendo right now but it's called mari car where yeah. you can drive the they're go-karts that are street legal in okay. Japan, and you can dr- you can drive a guided tour around the towns in go-karts. Yeah. And the reason why they're getting sued by Nintendo is because they have a bunch of costumes in there where you can yeah. dress up as like Yoshi and, and Bowser yeah, 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 and yeah. Pikachu and shit yeah. when you go to do it. So they're kind of getting sued. But I read ahead of time you have to have like this or military or an international driver's license. I'm like, yeah. oh, dang, that's probably really hard to do. Yeah. I really want to do that, but oh, well, maybe I'll try for it like the next time. Yeah. And you watch these people driving them at night and stuff. It just looks so cool because yeah. they're like two-hour guided tours, so you end up driving around a couple of cities worth. Yeah. And their roads are not very congested unless you go to the really, really Big epicenters cities. of Tokyo. Yeah. They're not – They're everybody takes the train, and they don't have a car yeah. unless they're like showing it off or transporting something. Yeah. And – and I go back and learn, like, a couple days before the end. I'm like, man, I should look that up just because I'm here. And I was so pissed because 20 bucks and one form and a two-week wait time or go right to a AAA office, you can get an international license like that. Really? And I was like, oh, Well, man. next time you go, now yeah, you know. I just so that's thought, like, news. I thought that was going to be such a difficult thing to do. It's and it funny. wasn't difficult no. at all. A Korean tourist lady crashed one of them one of the nights we were there. It was on the news that they crashed them. But it was crazy. But they were just so neat. It's so funny. On their little, like, signs and the thing on their website, it literally says, like, no throwing objects at your friends or other people in the car. Such While as, you're doing it. It literally says, turtle such shells. as banana peels, turtle shells. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. This is so silly. But it, it was just – it was cool to, to be able to drive the streets of Japan would have been neat. So next trip for sure. That was a blast. So many fun things. I went to the Evangelion store where they sell all kinds of cool Oh, how was that? I just It just has really neat, like, specialized Evangelion stuff. And yeah. we bought, like, a shirt or socks or something neat from that. They're really big on theme stuff over there. Yeah. I went to the Capcom-themed cafe, okay. which is cool because they had all Phoenix Wright and Monster Hunter and right. Street Fighter stuff. But they're, like, pop-up cafes. They're, yeah. like, they're not very up for very long. You know, there's a Kirby one that had just closed down we wanted to go to. Oh, wow. It wasn't there anymore. So, basically, like, they'll they'll get, like, a little corner of a building and then they'll pop up and they'll be there for, like, two weeks selling stuff. Maybe and then a little longer. Away. Well, cafe, they actually do serve food. Like, we went to the Final yeah. Fantasy cafe, the oh, Eorzea that? cafe. That was, like, a five minute walk from our apartment oh wow i had to get tickets ahead of time oh really to get reservations for it because once you get in there you realize this cafe seats like 20 people yeah like, like it seats like next to there. nothing and half yeah. of it's a shop you know yeah. but everything was uh near automata because that was that's the newest coolest thing that just came out yeah but i got pictures of the food because they have like desserts that look oh, like nice. the moon and yeah. all this neat like themed food they do but that was that's like cool. the thing all the themes that we went to a maid cafe but we went to we didn't go to one of the touristy ones we went to a more infamous one called Gravania, which okay. you would have loved this. Okay. The whole theme of the place was basically like 
German bar. Yeah. Like the girls were either dressed like, you know, and that kind of stuff or like yeah. a long dress. Like the lederhosen and stuff like that. Not quite that extreme. Okay. Well, a couple of them were, but yeah. more they'd have like the, the dress, like, okay. a, like a very plain clothes dress, but with like the white frills around, okay. the, you know, the shoulders and right. stuff, which is cool. But it's so funny, like th- there were so many like single by themselves guys from 15 up to like 40 yeah. that were just there. It was like a weird Japanese version of Hooters, but you people yeah. would go by themselves. Yeah. But it's weird because it, it, it was in English, but most of it was in Japanese. I mean, they handed you a thing that said, no no taking pictures of the girls. Do not proposition the girls. You will be asked to leave. It's like yeah. it was so... Because you'd see the guy there like ordering stuff and then yeah. flirting with the girl and like Hooters style, she would flirt back. back but there was like a list of the don't proposition her don't touch her don't yeah. like a list of rules basically but it was just so weird yeah. that like you know it's just like a hooters they would yeah. go there to like get attention from a girl well i but, think it's because i had read i think there are so many more females than males that because of that fact it's hard for them to pair off Maybe. so there's like a lot of them that end up just dying alone just they because, have a negative know. birth rate it's yeah. it's part of that culture yeah. they do, they're not very they're not you know going out and socializing is only yeah. is only important with a certain percentage of the population yeah. so they had i mean they have a negative birth rate which yeah. is scary in itself of a, in any country but yeah. you know they they so their birth to death ratio is <laughs> more people are dying yeah, than are being yeah. born kind of thing you know so yeah there's a little bit yeah. of like that whole so i could I see know. that where and the word that those maid cafes would actually yeah. have an important part because you know it's just weird and yeah. interesting and yeah just, it, well it's one of those they do a lot of things over there to me that I think are very interesting culturally I, different than culturally what we're used different to. that I would like yeah. to see like, just like the mere fact that's it's like, not oh. okay yeah but you walk by on the street of uh, of a shop that sells DVDs and animes and everything else yeah. and one of the new animes out there is a huge girl like a, a mural like a story tall yeah. of a girl. With big old boobies, yeah, like completely naked. Maybe her nipples are covered. Maybe, maybe not maybe, always. Yeah, and that's like a lot of the stuff that they sell, and there's no problem with it. Like that yeah. one there, they had that, and then like her butt was stuck out, and then the artist that did it must have came by for a signing, and he yeah. signed her butt with his name, and then drew a pair of tits. Yeah, and I was like, what? like that that yeah. stuff is totally yeah. okay. okay. Like talk about like. You know, Culture shaming shock. for yeah. young girls yeah. over here. Yeah. I don't understand how over there it's not a freaking epidemic because they yeah. have whole the whole floor of stuff for girls is just cute looking high school boys. Yeah. The whole floor of stuff for boys is boo. I mean, everything. Nothing. Nothing is hidden. Like yeah. the statues and the toys yeah. and the DVDs are the girls are spread eagle. You know, yeah. like I, I don't get talk about a double standard. Inter- Holy yeah. crap! Their con- their country is completely backwards when yeah. it comes to that. And so. the only difference is, is people still go to the store to buy it instead of just it's getting it online or whatever, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, man. Crazy country. It was a blast, though. Well, I'm glad that you guys had a good trip, um, and I'm so glad that you were able to come back on the show with us because we love having you on. Buck, um, tell them how they can find you online. Hey, you guys, check out Retro Game Treasure. That's our website. Our Facebook is pretty awesome. We do a lot of posts on there. We share. We do a lot of giveaways that we call boss chests. You don't have to be a subscriber to get in. There's a lot of different ways to get in there, like sharing on social and every all kinds of fun ways on there, too. Just being engaged is part of the fun. Be a subscriber. Try it out for a month. If you don't like it, we understand. There's no hook there. We want you to like it. That's the idea. That's how we, we're celebrating two years in business this past month. We're going into our third year strong. We're super pumped about that. And I want to say thank you to all of our subscribers, to all of you guys that have helped keep us going. 
keep the business going strong and help to really build this into something. You guys here, we love retro games. We love it. We love the scene. I've been a collector forever, and I just love this, and I I never want to see it die. Mm -hmm. So if it means helping really keep it alive and getting it out to new people, whether you're getting back into it, you sold your collection off in college like a lot of us did for beer money or, God, food money, you know, or whatever the case may be, or you're getting your kids into it. You know, this is it's just a blast. I mean, if you love retro gaming this is what we do yeah and it, i mean it's such a great product guys i can't tell you uh, enough about how awesome it is how many options you have go to their website johnny actually did the video it walks you through it kind of explains it to you and it gives you really good visuals definitely go check that out and speaking of checking out you want to check us out at hh podcast show on the twitter machine hh podcast show at gmail.com and don't forget to send your questions for buck the mega buck uh, to us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and put Ask the Buck in the subject line. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags you want to use when talking about the happy hour on the Twitter sphere, and that is hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag hhpodcastshow, and of course, as always, hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. Later.